love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness and life and power that comes from God. Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. Well, we have had an amazing week. It, it, it's it, so incredible to think of all the things that have happened this week. And I, I, first of all, I, maybe you as parents, uh, you feel the same as I do about uh, all these great volunteers, Amy and Gabe, and all their coordination. Can we just give them a round of applause? I mean, just to put in perspective a little bit, the, Amy uh, was responsible for leading 23 teams, not people, teams, 23 different teams. In fact, it made up a group of about uh, 300 volunteers. I think we have a a photo of how many people volunteered. And so if you look at this photo, it's pretty incredible because you've got everyone from retired families and folks uh, that gave up time, people that took vacation so that they could serve at our vacation Bible school. You have even kids who recently just graduated. They were in our vacation Bible school last uh, year who graduated, but they, they couldn't get enough of it. They are now on the serving side of the Vacation Bible School. And so it's been really neat to see. We had, I think, 56 uh, middle school and high school kids volunteer time. And when I was looking at this photo, it was crazy because we had about 250 volunteers at the beginning of the week and people kept coming every day and saying, hey, do you need any help? We had about 300 shirts and by the end of the week, all the shirts were gone. And so I'm, we took this on Friday and I'm thinking, seven years ago, that was the size of our whole church. And now this is how many people are volunteering to make something like this happen. And I, I don't know if you realize like how much work goes in. Uh, Gabe and Mitchell and Manny and all these people that work so hard on all that music. All that music that you've been singing and they wrote all of it. The words are just fantastic. Um, you're going to be listening to this CD for the next 12 months. Um, and I will say by the end of summer, you're going to, I've already had this because I've, I've had a like head start on you. So this week, uh, my, I, I'll like lay my head down on the pillow late at night. It's finally quiet. And all of a sudden, as, as I get really still, Gabe's in my head singing, serenading me, you know, to sleep. And so if you haven't had that yet, that will happen. Uh, the best part, though, is after you listen to it all summer long and you're in the carpool line at school and you've got Manny's wrap on and you've got your sunglasses, your window rolled down and you're like looking at the traffic guard and there you both are like, what? You know, so it's all coming. Uh, enjoy it. The last day of vacation Bible school, it was like it was Friday and uh, I'm standing in the back in the lobby and the, I mean, it's just filled with kids singing, dancing. They're like, yelling, one more song, one more song. And all the parents are kind of flowing in. They're kind of coming. And it, one of the parents walks over to me and she, and she just goes, your heart must be so full right now. And I thought that was the best description of how I felt uh, taking it all in. Just such a full heart, watching our kids with such enthusiasm. I think as a parent, I mean, you want to see your kid, just the joy of the Lord in their hearts at such a young age. It was so great. And so we're, we've been really excited to see all these things. And, and we have, we've been taking our kids on a journey. Uh, we've been on a journey through the story of God and discovering that every part of God's story is an opportunity for us to discover how God wants to be in relationship with us. From uh, his great love expressed through creation to his redemptive plan, even when we messed up that relationship, he puts a, a plan in place to make a people and to, and to rescue us. The, the invitation he gives us to be
be a part of, of his work in the world until even as we see as we come to the very end, this idea of what it means to be uh, uh, with him forever. And that from, the, from page one to the very end, we see this, this idea that we are meant to be in relationship, that he is our God and we are his people. And so it has been fascinating. And it brought us to this place of thinking, you know, how can we express this and share this one last time with you? And our big idea today um, captures this a little bit, that we see that really to discover real life, you must discover your story in his story, within God's story. And the Bible's filled with stories like this. I, to be honest, this is the story of many of our lives, isn't it? That we, we were living life, we were kind of doing our thing, but there was something off. There was something just not there. And I know in, in our family, we were, uh, I, I think, a very comfortably affluent family. We had everything, and, but, but we didn't have God in our life. And so even, even in that place, our family kind of uh, uh, blew up from the inside out. And we, as we were struggling through this, slowly we, we came to this place of starting to find our story in God's story. And for some of us in our family, we found it here as we started to come to this church and the people here loved us and kind of helped us see this. But it's a fascinating thing I, I saw in my own life. But then you start reading story after story in the, in the scriptures of people who are being drawn in and who are finding real life because now their story is found within God's story. And one of those people, one of those stories that's in the Bible is a, is a man named Zacchaeus. And I want to read that story to you. Uh, it's found in Luke 19. You can follow along, but I'll have it up here on the screens if you want to just read on the screens. But if you want to follow along, there's a Bible in front of you. You're welcome to keep it if you don't own one. Uh, page 1051. But let me read this to you. And, and I just want to make a couple observations from, from our, our week together for you. The passage starts this way. It says that Jesus entered Jericho... And was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached that spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once. And welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he was, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, here and now I give half of all my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Uh, this morning, I want us to think a little bit about this man, Zacchaeus, this wealthy uh, tax collector who, for some reason, really wanted to see Jesus, but was just a little too short to see over the crowd. But Zacchaeus, come Jesus, on. Have you, have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus yet? Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? I haven't seen him. <laughs> now, what's so fascinating in this story when Luke tells this story about Zacchaeus is 
why is it that a man like Zacchaeus, a, a wealthy, prominent figure, uh, he had power, he had influence, uh, he, had, he had the best clothes, he threw the best parties. Why is it a guy like Zacchaeus would, I mean, look at this guy. Look how handsome he is, how, how uh, sophisticated he is. Uh, why would a guy like this humiliate himself in front of this whole crowd, this crowd that, that didn't like him very much? Why would he risk so much, climb this tree to look out? And this is the, the first thing I want us to see in this is that it's worth seeing what Jesus is up to. Uh, we don't really know. Luke doesn't tell us what it was that provoked Zacchaeus to want to see this, but uh, scholars have wondered for years, what was it that made him move into such a dramatic position? And some wonder if perhaps in some way as a chief tax collector, was he, was he going along with one of his tax collectors? Was he, was he uh, on route with him and, and going to some of the homes? And when you look at some of the stories in Luke, you wonder, maybe did he come across some of the people who had already encountered Jesus? Imagine what it might have been like for Zacchaeus to knock on one of the doors and he comes across a blind man who lives in this home. And Zacchaeus says, you know, your taxes are due. And he says, Zacchaeus, I knew you were coming. I'm, I'm blind. I can't work. And I, I don't have enough money to pay your taxes. Is there any way you could give me more time? And maybe there was a moment of, of, of compassion finally in Zacchaeus. He said, okay, I'll be back in a few weeks. And he leaves and he goes to the next house. And the next house, there's a woman there and she's all yellow. And he's kind of thrown back by it. And he says, and she says, Zacchaeus, I knew you were going to come. I don't have my taxes to pay for you. Can you come back in a few weeks? I, I have this blood disorder and all, I've given all my money to doctors. And Zacchaeus, knowing he was already going to come back, said, all right, I'll come back in a couple weeks. He leaves that house. He goes to a third house and he can tell that there's been a, a, a death there. Someone has passed away. And so he, he knocks on the door and a woman comes and she says, Zacchaeus, my son passed away yesterday. Uh, we're on the way to the funeral. Is there any way I can pay my taxes later? And Zacchaeus leaves and decides he'll come back later to collect the taxes. And imagine what it might have been like to come back a couple weeks and to knock on the first door. And there's this man with these bright eyes and this beaming face. And he says, he says, Zacchaeus, it's so good to see you. I've been waiting for you. And he goes, wait a second, you're not the guy who lives here. There was a blind guy who lives here. And he goes, I know, that's me. I was blind, but I heard Jesus was passing through. And so I, I went out to the road and I cried out to him, Jesus, have mercy on me. And Jesus came over, he put his hands on me and he restored my sight. Zacchaeus, I, I can see now. I, Jesus came and he touched me. Have you seen him? Have you seen Jesus yet? And he takes it and he pays his taxes and Zacchaeus is kind of blown away. He goes to the next house and he knocks on the door and here's this woman. She's just beaming. She has this new complexion to her and she has a smile. She says, Zacchaeus, I knew you were coming. She says, I, I've been waiting for you. And he says, you're not the same lady who was here before. She goes, no, Zacchaeus, it's me. I remember I, when I told you to come back later, well, I was just buying time. I figured I, I would have died by now. I had that disease and I couldn't get rid of it. But then I heard Jesus was coming by. And so I, I, I went out, I, I pressed through the crowd and I reached out and just grabbed a hold of his garment, just hoping somehow, some way that power might go out. And there was a power came out through him into me and I was healed instantly. Zacchaeus, I've been, I've been healed. I met Jesus. Have you seen him yet? He goes to the third house. He knocks on the door. A little boy answers the door. And he thinks, this can't be the same house. And he says, little boy, where, where's your mom? And, and he goes, 
last time I came here, there was no little boy that lived here. And the mom opens the door and she says, Zacchaeus, did you see him? Do you remember last time you were here? I had told you that my son had passed away. Well, we were on our way to the funeral and we were passing by and Jesus was coming by and he reached in and he touched my boy. And he's alive again. Look at him. He's right here. Have you seen him yet? Have you seen Jesus yet? And Zacchaeus' world is racing. He's trying to wonder, what, who is this Jesus? And then as he's going back, he sees this crowd of people and he's caught up in everything that's going on. And he finds himself asking, what's going on? They're like, Jesus is passing by. Jesus is so he's trying to make his way through the crowd. He can't see. So what does he do? He climbs up a tree to get a good look. But if you think Zacchaeus is excited to see Jesus, Jesus is far more excited to see Zacchaeus. In fact, here's the second thing we want you to see is that when you think about this in the text is that Jesus is looking to have life-changing encounters with us. He looks up into the tree and he says, Zacchaeus, tonight we're eating dinner at your house. Dinner at my house. Dinner at your house. Go get the hungry mans. Let's go. I hope you like Jesus. Okay. Zacchaeus goes and he prepares a meal and Jesus comes over and this is a big deal. This is not a simple thing. For Jesus to enter in, for any teacher to enter into a home, there's a, there's a way of, of uh, pronouncing love and acceptance and friendship. Now you have to understand something. Zacchaeus made his fortune at your expense. As a chief tax collector, he would send out the tax collectors. They had the power of the Roman army on, on their side and they could extort not only a tax from you, but the, a charge on top of it. And so he got rich by charging you more. And so when, when the people found out that Jesus was going to go be in a sinner's home like him, they were not happy. And so I need you to help me out of here a little bit. Can you help? Can you just boo Zacchaeus? <laughs> Nobody wanted Zacchaeus. No one wanted Jesus to spend any time with Zacchaeus and go in with him, but Jesus did. And again, Luke doesn't tell us much of what happened in that dinner, but something happened. Some kind of life-changing encounter happened when they were in that moment because Zacchaeus was changed. And Zacchaeus was excited. He was thrilled about what happened. Today I give half my money to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody, I shall give them four times that much. Zacchaeus, you must have been an all-star this year. You have quite an arm. Here's the last thing I want you to see from the passage today is that we see that when Jesus comes, he comes into our lives to make us whole. I mean, think about it. What would have to happen in your life for you to decide to give away half of your fortune? What would make you give away half of your fortune? What would make you give away? What would make you look and say, I, if I've cheated any of you, I'll pay you back four times as much. I'll make it right. What would allow you to do that? Something, something would have to happen. Something life-changing. And as exciting as it was for Zacchaeus, as excited as he was, we see that Jesus is just as excited. You notice that Jesus announces, this is why I've come. I have come for this very reason that someone even like Zacchaeus would be, I would find him, they would be found because I've come to seek and save the lost. It doesn't matter how broken you are, Jesus comes to make us whole. And, and this week, our kids have had the privilege of having a, a couple of our rangers, Arlene and Kimberly, uh, share this week and teach them more about it. And so we want to invite uh, Ranger Kim. She's going to share a little bit more about how he makes us whole.
Well, it has been a great week. Um, we had over 500 kids here. And it was amazing to teach them how much God loves them. And one way I did this, we'll see if I have enough volunteers, is every day I would ask them this question. Let's see if we got some in the audience. You guys ready? I want it really loud. Who is he? I like this row right here. Way to go, guys. All right. And that is so true. What we were learning is that he's our God. And we're his people. Everything that God has been doing from the beginning till now and continues to do is because we're his people. He's continually bringing us to him. And when we realize that, like Zacchaeus, we begin to find our story in his story. And we begin to join him on this journey. See, for me... I wasn't sure who I was or what God thought of me. In fact, I know this is going to be kind of surprising for some of you guys. Okay, but I was actually a really quiet child. I don't know why some of you guys are laughing. I was actually really, really quiet. In fact, I, I, I you know, didn't make a lot of eye contact with people. I didn't talk very much. I was really quiet. And see, this came out of because I have dyslexia. I have a problem that really created a lot of learning difficulties for me in school. And because it created those difficulties, I thought it was really dumb. In fact, I even had people tell me I was dumb. I had people tell me I was stupid. I had people tell me I was dumb. I didn't do well in school. I really struggled. In fact, I even told, had people tell me, even some teachers say like, well, you know, you, you probably won't go to college. Maybe you could think of something else you could do. You know, you're not really at that level. And this is what I felt of myself. I began to think I wasn't worthy. I began to think there wasn't anything I could do. And when you begin to think that, when the world teaches you this is who you are, you start to act out that way. In fact, I kind of started hanging around the wrong people. I started doing the wrong things because I thought this is who I was. Well, I was really lucky because there was a girl here at this church, Christy Savalstad, who invited me to camp my freshman year. I went up to Thousand Pines and I began to hear about this God, this God who created the entire world, this God who had all the power and all the knowledge, loved me. This God who knew everything about me still loved me. And in fact, it even says in the Bible that he calls me a royal priesthood. I, I, I was blown away that God who knew everything about me, who knew, you know, I'm, I'm dumb, God, right? Who knew the things I had done wrong, loved me. I will tell you that moment, Thursday night at camp, was transforming was transforming to learn about a God who would send his one and only son to die for me. To learn that Jesus was here with me and wanted me on this journey. And that began my story in God's story. I began to learn how he saw me and I began to live that out. I came to church and I learned more and it was incredible. You see, I don't know for you guys, some of us are like this fragile glass. I was. I was like this. I was, I was breakable. I was filling my life with the wrong things. I was letting the world tell me who I was. And we're like this. See, when we listen to the world and what the world thinks of us, 
What happens is the world beats us up, right? <laughs> the world beats us up. This was me. I was breakable. I was in pieces. And some of you guys might be like that here today. I know some of our students felt like that. We were listening to the world and it was breaking us apart. But what I learned is when we begin to allow God to take over our lives, when we begin to allow him to take over our lives and immerse ourselves in him, you know what happens? He makes us whole again. He takes all our broken pieces. He says, give them to me. Immerse yourself in me and I will make you whole again. Don't let the world break you apart. Cover yourself in me. Let me take you and let your story become my story. Be a part of this journey. And we learn in kids ministry, it starts with our ABCs. A, we admit, we admit we need a savior. We admit that we need him to take us over. We admit that. And we B, we believe in the rescue plan that he has for us. He sent Jesus to die for us on the cross, to take the punishment, and he rose again. He conquered sin. And because of that today, we can commit. We can commit to this journey that he wants you on. You can commit to stop listening to the world and commit to listening to how Jesus sees you. And join him so that his story, the way he loves you, the way he thinks of you, becomes your story. And instead of being broken, you're made whole in him. Thanks. We have such cute rangers. We uh, want to help you. Well, the journey is literally... I know how sad, this is how sad it is. We are down to one last song of all this whole week. And then Amy gets to go home and take a nap. So it is, uh, and I know that on Monday we will get a reminder of that we're only 11 months and 30 days and so many hours until the next VBS. But uh, this journey of this week of Vacation Bible School has come to an end. Uh, but I want you to know that really our journey as a church it hasn't, hasn't ended. In fact, uh, starting next Sunday, we are going to uh, we want to take you deeper into this story. We want to take you into the, the life and, and to each part of God's story. It's fascinating when you begin to see, like some of you maybe have read the Bible before. Some of you maybe it's on your bucket list is to someday read the Bible. And the Bible is so fascinating because it is, it is not just the, the narrative, it is not just a story, but there's poetry in here. There's prophecy in here. There's uh, letters that are written to churches that, that we can learn from. And so uh, one of the things that we're going to do during uh, uh, starting next Sunday is we're going to take you through kind of an abridged version of, of just the story of God from, from creation all the way to new creation and, and everything in between. And so we, we, as we do that, we have a chance to experience stories like Zacchaeus, but then see how they're tied together in the bigger story of what God is doing. So I want to invite you uh, to, to join us for the story. We will start that next week. And uh, some of you maybe even have uh, picked up, there's a book that we have that you can read alongside with us if you want. 
It's uh, written in a novel form, and what it does is it, it it's an abridged version of the Bible. It's not a Bible, but it's uh, it has the scriptures, kind of uh, allows you to read it so that you can follow God's story uh, from beginning to end. And so uh, next week, if you have one, we want to encourage you during this week, read chapter one. Uh, it's about eight pages. It won't take you too long, but you'll get kind of an idea of the first part of the story, and next week we'll, we'll jump into it. And it's going to be a, an amazing experience, and, and we have adult versions, we have kid versions, we have preschool versions, we have youth versions, and so uh, we want to invite you as a family uh, to study and to read together, and, and we know that this will be an incredible blessing to your family. So we encourage you, if you don't have one, you can get them out in the lobby, we might be out of some of them. We've, we've literally sold about, I think, about 600 books over the last couple of weeks. It's been a, just an incredible turnout, and we're really excited that you're, you're on board with us. You can buy them for Kindle or, or any other e-version that you want, um, but check it out. But alongside this, next week when you come, families, what we want to encourage you also is next week you're going to get what's called Faith at Home. And uh, our kids' ministry has a great heart for parents to equip you and to empower you. Many of us would love to do activities and experiences with our kids, but we're just kind of wondering, where do I start? Where do, how can I begin? And Faith at Home is a great place to begin. It's a guide to help you just learn together and experience things together. And so we want to encourage you, next week when you come, you're going to grab one of these as well, and this will help uh, guide you as we begin the first part of the story together. So take in the seminars, join us for the story, make sure you get Faith at Home. But I I hope all of this says a a very strong message to you, and that is your family is so important to us here at Beach Point. We want to bless you. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you. We want to empower you. We love your kids. We love your family. We want to be along with you. And so can I pray a blessing on you, and then we'll close with one final song. And so, God, it is our prayer as this uh, tremendous week comes to an end now. Uh, I want to pray your blessing on each and every family here, every parent, every grandparent, uh, every kid. Lord, we know how important it is uh, to discover our story within yours, to find the, the real life that you have for us as we trust in you. And so, uh, Lord, help us. Help us admit our need to listen and to come along with you. Uh, Help our faith grow that we might uh, believe and trust in you and and know not just your rescue plan, but you, you, the rescuer, are worth trusting, worth following. And may we commit our ways, may we commit our path to walking with you and finding life in you. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.